Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch the podcast, the remake of the show. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, just search The Rob O'Donnell Show and it should come up. How was your weekend, everybody? It's Monday, August 7th, 2023, 3.09 here at the station. Let's see. There are a lot of, uh, I'm expecting the EAS alerts to come today. It's 81 degrees and uh, hazy outside right now. But most of central Pennsylvania, from the top of the state to the bottom of the Commonwealth, are under a tornado watch currently and it is moving east so i uh, i would suspect in the next hour or so maybe a little more uh we'll start getting those alerts here we'll start getting uh some of the weather into here so be careful out there if you're driving especially if you're driving you know anywhere in the state north or south or east or west you know it, it is taking up the whole center of the state and it is moving eastward so they're expecting some heavy thunderstorms, and there's, there's been quite a large uh, tornado watch put in effect till 9 o'clock tonight for a lot of the counties. I don't believe we're under one here yet, but uh, if that does happen, I'm sure we'll get you at that update. And uh, what do you guys want to talk about this week? I'm kind of, I understand it's early in the, the political season, but it's uh, I'm kind of politicked out with everything going on. And really, nothing has been going on as far as, you know, anything major with politics. It's just kind of with with everything going on with the Trump lawsuits and all that. And, and I, I looked back at this time, and I understand Trump is leading DeSantis in the GOP primary by about 37 percentage points. That's the lead. Uh, in most, I think the, the latest one I looked at was the New York Times. But... I looked back, and in, in, uh, this time in 2015, Jeb Bush was polling at 19%, and Donald Trump was polling at, I believe, 12%. So a lot could still change. I mean, depending on where your support goes, it does not appear that the indictment last month is swaying that many people. But independence, if you look at independence and what they're saying, um, that might be the deciding factor. This, this, they've agreed that they believe this is a politicalization of the Justice Department. But they also believe that he, meaning Donald Trump, should uh, stand trial. And if he's found guilty, they'll make a decision then. But that's the demographic that, especially in swing states like a Pennsylvania, that uh, and I need to be kept on. But like I said, I looked back in 2015 and Jeb Bush was leading uh, uh, Donald Trump, I think, 19 to uh, 12 percent as far as the primary then, but a month later, it, it closed and Donald Trump did take the lead after that, after that first debate. I believe they had a debate the beginning of August or the second week of August. And right after that debate, uh, Donald Trump took the lead and didn't look back after that. But other candidates were polling at nines, you know, eights, sixes, as far as, uh, you know, who was also running in that primary back in uh, 2015, but if you look, even today's news cycle, Donald Trump's mouth continues to get himself in trouble where it doesn't need to be. And I, I really wish he would focus on issues instead of everything else that's going on. Yes, he's dealing with it. Yes, it's going to be a marathon of court 
cases between now and Election Day, and if not past Election Day. And I get it. He feels he's being attacked. I get it. A lot of people feel he's being attacked. And they might justifiably be right. In a lot of the things that he's gone through in the past, he ju- he's justifiably right in being on the defensive or offensive. But he, he posted something on his Truth Social that caused the, the, the U.S. attorney in the uh, January 6th case to go before the judge today. And it's basically him threatening. You know, you go after me, I'm going to come after you. And uh, the, the U.S. Attorney Smith, you know, went before the judge, and they're, they're looking now at motions to kind of modify what he can and can't say. There's already in, the, in this trial where Trump was told not to talk to any witnesses in the 2020 election conspiracy case. And this is going to be a problem with a lot of motions back and forth. Because these include hundreds of people. They include people who work for him now. They include possibly family members. They include, you know, a lot of people in his inner circle, including, you know, co, well, there's the one co, two co-defendants now with the other employee, the manager at Mar-a-Lago now lumped in that with Nauta, his, uh, his body person. But... It's just unnecessary nonsense, unnecessary motions to go before a judge for him to do these things. And and I just don't get it. It frustrates me. It doesn't appear to frustrate a lot of Trump supporters. But it should because it's taking the focus off. He's got a legal fight ahead of him. And let him fight that through his lawyers in the courtroom. Going to social media, posting stuff like, if you come after me, I'm going to go after you just hinders his moving forward as a candidate for president. You know, so the only reason you're running for president is to get even. And I'm not saying that wouldn't be justified to oust the people he felt that he was wrong by. I don't think it's where most... uh, We got an EAS, like I told you. Well, that's it, Northeast Pennsylvania. You heard it. Uh, Lackawanna, Wayne, Susquehanna County. Those tornado watches are heading our way. So I'll be careful out there. They they are expecting heavy downpours. They are expecting hail. They are expecting heavy winds. And uh, just be cognizant of if you're traveling, if you have your patio furniture out, if you have your umbrellas up, you know, make sure you get them down because those storms are going to move through uh, quite rapidly through the evening. And again, I think the watches in our area are going to go on till well into the evening tonight. Nine o'clock was the last time I heard. But uh, I'm sure that won't be our first EAS for the show today, and we'll get through some more. I'm just looking at some text messages that are coming in. Um, yeah, so so I really wish, with everything going forward here, there'd be more focus. Let his legal team, and we're we're speaking about Donald Trump, because he's been told not to have any contact with any witnesses in the... Uh, 2020 election conspiracy case and that's the one that's uh down in georgia that'll probably move forward but now like i said today the u.s attorney smith in the january 6th special prosecutor is before a judge because of trump's online's you know innuendo threats where he says you come after me i come after you we're gonna have to see um what happens 
with the judge. There's going to be a ton of motions. There's going to be a lot of things. And the judge in the January 6th trial is trying to be just trying to work as speedy as possible. And actually, Trump's attorneys are looking to slow things down um, so they can get all the discovery material, so they can set up depositions with people they want to set up. So it, it's going to behoove them to want to slow it down. But in in typical, and I realize, you know, knowing people in the circle of Donald Trump, there is no handling Donald Trump. There's no telling Donald Trump not to do anything, probably to a fault. Because he does things like this that just frustrates the entire process. There is no need for it. You, you, you're running for president. You have these indictments. Let your legal team fight the indictments. Assist them in any way you can. Focus on running for president. Don't. Fo- uh, we got another EAS. Sorry, guys. Well, I apologize for that, guys. Uh, you would think the Pennsylvania EAS system would have better uh, recording equipment to get those things out. We have nothing to do with that. Jake has nothing to do with that. Just letting you know right there. The poor quality, the tones, you know, I try to get my headphones up. That's why I try and give you guys a warning because I know when I'm driving in my car and those uh, tones go off, you want to lower the radio a little bit. You want to listen to the alerts because it's going to affect us. And like I said, this is going to be the the first of many, I'm suspecting, throughout the day. Um, Yes, it did have terrible audio. I apologize for that. And that's how it comes in from the emergency alert system. We We have no control over that. But I couldn't even have my headphones on. So I apologize to you guys for having to try to listen to that. But like I said, there are a line of storms. We are under tornado watches and warnings in some areas, uh, basically across the whole state, and it's going to be moving eastward. I would say it should be in the, the Scranton area, Wilkes-Barre area, and maybe an hour, 40 minutes. Uh, that that area, looking at the, the radar I have up. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's... Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. It's time for Rob's Rundown on this Monday, August 7th, 2023. Headlines that are out there, things that in the news that are around us, probably won't get into them in depth, but they're happening, so we should be aware of them. Luzerne County to discuss tax breaks, tax break requests. Luzerne County also advertises for the deputy election director position. They need a new fall person, allegedly. The Dixon City Dog Park to now open in the fall. Scranton to host Catholic Conference. The Wilkes-Barre Skate Park finally opens. We actually are going to talk about this one. It's 10% off at a new Dixon City State Store if you're looking to get your... Liquor needs for the summer. It's the new state store on Commerce Boulevard in Dixon City. You get 10% off today and I believe tomorrow. The alligator that we were talking about in the Pittsburgh area river, seen multiple times this weekend, still on the loose. Local kid makes the final round of the National Mullet Championship. Been following that as it goes and he's progressing every time. And New York City is looking to put Mr. Softy out of business as well as other mobile ice cream dispensaries. Mr. Softy being uh, one of the most prevalent and known in the New York City area. And that's it for Rob's Rundown on this Monday, August 7th, 2023. We were talking about the skate park. 
that just opened in Wilkesbury. They've been they've been constructing it for a while, and it looks like uh, you know the mayor was there and declared the new park open at one uh, twenty two yesterday. There were a lot of riders there, bikes, scooters, as well as skateboarders. They all share the same kind of terrain park, skate park. And it, it did take a long time to get there. And, and these are good distractions for our youth. Anywhere I've seen the skate parks put in, as long as they're supervised properly, and I'm not talking about having someone there supervising, but as far as law enforcement is making routine visits to the area, it's a great opportunity for community policing to have the, the police officers in a good-natured conversation, you know, talk to these skateboarders, um, you know, bikes, scooters that use these, these terrain-type parks, um, because... It's it's it not only stems a good relationship, a good rapport between you know the younger generation and our law enforcement, but these kids on the skateboard and, and I shouldn't say just kids; these kids you know rage up into the I've seen them thirties and forties. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not you know people that age there from from the old skate days you know getting their skateboard out and doing the things. But these these guys and gals take their skateboards, take their bicycles, take their scooters back and forth from home to the park. They ride around. They know what's going on in the communities. It's a good relationship to have where law enforcement and them can have open dialogue. You know, you get a good relationship with them. You're friendly with them. They're friendly with you. Find out what's going on, if there's anything, you know, that concerns them, any illegal stuff going on as far as drug dealing, as far as people, you know, looking to break into cars. It's a good conversation to have. That's the basis of community policing. To have that relationship to where you're getting information that's going on in the community so you could be proactive to prevent it, drive it out of the community, catch the people who are doing it, or just be that presence to where they're not doing it, you know, around when you're there. But, you know, there there are your, your the risks for, a, you know, a skate park. They are dangerous. Um, when my son was younger, we sent him out to Camp Woodward, which is an extreme sports camp, skateboarding, bicycling, gymnastics, you know, all, all that. They have a thing, cheer cheer uh, camp. But there's indoor and outdoor terrain parks for for skateboarding are second to none. It's it's a nation-renowned uh, skate park, terrain camp, and, and everything like that. But the injuries are very real when it comes to skateboarding. If you're not wearing the proper equipment and even with the proper equipment, you know, even with the, the, motor, the, the BMX bikes and the Scooters and skateboards, they're all doing tricks. They're all doing flips. They're all doing, you know, they're trying to to, to land that next, uh, the next thing that they do. But it's a good sense of community. And like I said, as long as it's supervised where you have law enforcement, you know, having regular interaction, letting the people who are using the park know that, you know, this is, there's going to be an omnipresence of law enforcement. There will be, you know, supervision around. There will be a no nonsense, no tolerance for any any nefarious activities. You know that 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 people use to petition against something like this against a skate park. And, and I'm not really familiar with the dynamic of what went, what it entailed when they were coming up with the idea for a skate park in Wilkesbury. But if it's like other areas I've seen, you've had your People who didn't want it there saying it would bring unruly youth, it would be noisy, it would be, you know, it would bring other issues that 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 
a lot of times can be unfounded, a lot of times can be prevented with things like I said, that omnipresence of law enforcement, that 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 interaction, get that rapport with these guys and gals that are going to and from you know these parks like this. I think it's a good opportunity, and I think it's a good um, distraction from from everything else. Anytime you can get kids off their phones or, or young people off their phones and doing physical activity is a good thing, as long as it doesn't devolve into something. You know where you know people are just hanging out, drinking, smoking, doing whatever, and and that's why I, I say from the start, let's uh, let's let it be known that this will be, you know, an interactive place with law enforcement, you know, presence there, so that doesn't happen, and build a relationship between the younger community and law enforcement. It's three thirty-two here at WIK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 337. Remember, we have those storms moving through right now. It's 81 degrees and, and hazy outside, how sunny haze. We were talking about the skate park in Wilkesbury, and I'm happy to bring on to the phone Mayor George Brown on the skate park, the mayor of Wilkesbury. Mayor, thanks for calling the Rob O'Donnell Show. Rob, it's my pleasure to be on the show, and uh, I heard you talking about the new skate park we opened up, and happy to answer any questions you may have. Yeah, well, t- tell us about the process. I-, I know it was a long, you know, start and goes with this, but you finally got it done. Tell us about it. We did. Uh, what happened was, Rob, my seven-year-old grandson said, Pop, we have to go for a walk. Uh, there, Back where I live, there's a tennis court. haven't been used for a while, and he said, I uh, have to show you what's going on at the tennis court, so my Grandson Cole and I took a walk, and what had happened was some skateboarders, uh, BMX people, you know, uh, they took this tennis court and they created it, their own skate park, but it was a, a park that was hazardous because all I could see is one of those people getting hurt, and I wouldn't find them for a day or two. So what we did was I dismantled it, but I made a promise to them that I will build them a skate park. So we created a uh, committee made up of the people that were using this makeshift skate park and their BMX people, their scooters, and um, also uh, skateboard, uh, skateboards. So we created a uh, committee. We actually designed a skate park. Uh, we utilized an engineer uh, named Mike Amato, and uh, we created the park. We drew it. We contracted with a company out of uh, Western United States called American Ramp, and they actually build these parks all over the country, and we designed it. Uh, I went before city council, got approval to spend the money, and uh, – Two years later, we, we have this park. So it sounds like a long time, two years, but with the planning and the design and everything else that was involved, Rob, I mean, uh, we got it done. I made a promise to them. And now there's a beautiful skate park there. Yeah, I mean, I, I applaud you for bringing the skaters in, the BMXers, the scooters into the conversation because that that's usual, that often lacks in something like this. And, you know, to get something nice, to get something, I've seen the pictures, I've seen the videos, to get something like you've produced there for, for this clientele and anyone else who wants to, you know, take into this or partake in BMXing and skateboarding um, is that, that interaction where it's usually done at a level with, like you said, engineers, politicians, people in the community, but off, not often do they actually, hey, come in here and tell us what you need. Tell, this is what we're thinking and get that compromise. And that's why I think this is going to be su- such a successful, you know, activity and park for you guys. 
And, Rob, it was a a pure uh, partnership between my office and the the people that helped us design it. They actually offered to help make sure that the litter was cleaned up and uh, people would be behaving correctly. And uh, the nice thing is, Rob, it's right next to one of my fire stations. So, you know, if God forbid something does happen, the firemen are all trained, uh, you know, medical uh, services. So hopefully that won't be won't be necessary. But it, it is available. But I'll tell you, yesterday we had several hundred people utilizing that park, and it was just a it was a pleasure opening it up for them. Yeah, it looked like a great event. And like I said, if you, if you heard what I was saying before you came on, it's a great opportunity to get your local community policing down there and let them talk to these guys. These guys are taking their scooters, their skateboards, and their bikes to and from. They're driving around your city. They're seeing things that are out of place. And to get that relationship, that community policing, where maybe you get your bike unit down there to hang out and spend some time and do regular tours of it to, well, to Rob, kind we, of build that two relationship. Of our, two of our officers were on skateboards yesterday in, <laughs> in full gear, full gear. And, you know, they're wearing an extra 20, 30 pounds. But uh, they, they were actually on the skateboards. And so there is that interaction, which is very healthy for us. But the people that are using it and helped us design it, they're very good people. They're, they're hardworking people. It's everybody from a post, a person that delivers your mail to a, a person that delivers your water. And they're hardworking people, but this is something that they, they, they love to do this, you know, seven days a week. And um, I'm very, very happy that we have it going. And we're one of the few cities in this area that does have it. So I invite everyone, you don't have to be from Wilkes-Barre, come out and enjoy this skate park. Yeah, and I encourage other municipalities, if it's something they're thinking, to go out there and get a hands-on view on it and see what you guys have done. I've, I've, I've visited them across the country when they've instituted the skate parks, and like I talked about a little bit, sometimes there's that community, community pushback, and it's, a lot of it's based on just a you know, hyperboil or hearsay of, of you know, a bad element that comes to these things, when it's right. truly not. And that's why you know, to get that positive interaction and everything that you've gotten there is just something that I wanted to highlight because I, I've seen them in Virginia. I've seen them out on, on the West Coast. These are common common additions to parks now, and they really have uh, have thrived well. And I'm, I'm very impressed with what you guys did there. Well, thank you. And I did travel to other cities looking at their skate parks. I went to York, and I saw what they have and came back, talked to the, the committee that we put together, and said, oh, yeah, Mayor, we were there. We, you know, we skated there. So they've been all over the, the place, and I'm just so happy this is going to be their home skate park. Yeah, any, any events for the skate park plans? Any bigger events you guys are thinking about? Well, one of the reasons that I built it was to help with tourism, Rob, because I, I can see us having competitions. This is designed for competitions. Uh, it was designed by, like I said, the people on my committee, but the people that built it, American Ramp, also added some other things to it that we can actually have competitions, people coming in from outside the area, you know, staying overnight or uh, maybe renting some skateboards or scooters and say, hey, mom and dad, we want to go skateboard today. You go, you go visit grandpa and grandma. <laughs> we want to go skateboarding. So it, it is going to be a benefit to us. And um, I'll tell you, I'm just so happy that after two years, we, we finally got it, got it done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to see how this grows, and hopefully you do get those competitions out there. You're in a great area for tourism with all the highways going right by. You know, you have yeah. the major cities could be here in two hours, and, and you really have the clientele for something like this. So, uh, you Rob, know, I, I want to see you on a skateboard. Is that fair enough? Uh, yeah, I not, see a, not me. Not uh, me, my friend. I've, I'll, take a, I'll take a picture with you. We'll both be on skateboard. What I'll, do you think? I'll, I'll, I can take the picture, but I'm, as for riding a skateboard, <laughs> I'll, I'll do more of a BMX and uh 
You know, I, I, I've been banged up in my years as law enforcement, so it's, my skateboard days are done. But I'll sit on the BMX bike or the scooter, but I will take a picture with you down there um, you know, right, anytime you're going to have an event. I appreciate you calling Mayor George Brown sure. on the skate park. And, again, kudos to you guys for doing it right. Thank you. Have a good day. You have a good day, too. It's 344 here on WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Got a text message saying somebody just drove by the skate park. There are 10 to 12 kids there right now enjoying themselves. I appreciate the mayor for checking in in Wilkesbury and uh, the holistic approach they took to get that skate park going. It's always good when they, they get the input from the people who are going to use it the most. It's a great thing. Uh, something else for Luzerne County is their county manager is proposing a 2024 budget with no property tax increase for Luzerne County. She will present the uh, preliminary budget proposal to the county council in October. Council will adopt the final budget in December. On Friday, Crocomo kick-started the budget process by informing county division heads and department heads that they will need to freeze expenses in their budget requests for next year. On Sunday, she confirmed that means her proposed budget will not include a tax hike. So good news. Hopefully that will hold. Hopefully it can hold. Last year, council approved a 2023 budget that included a 2.99 increase to the county's millage rate. So uh, hopefully there's nothing for 2024 for you guys. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 354, 82 degrees, partly sunny outside, but those storms are moving through. They can be severe, and there are tornado watches and warnings involved with them, so be careful about that. Got a text message in. Again, you can call or text the show, 570-883-0098. Text message I received, Rob, but uh, we got an EAS. Be careful. <laughs> so we got the alert with no uh, nothing... Uh, Talk. Maybe because their uh, their static was so much the last time, it didn't even go through this time. But like I said, there are severe thunderstorms moving through our area in the next hour or so. They're going to start. There are tornado watches, so just be careful when you're outside. Uh, but I, I just got a text message. Rob, I can't wait for Mayor PGC to commission a study to build a skate park at Naog Park. Yeah, <laughs> You could keep waiting for that. And then uh, I got another one. Uh, that's good. No Luzerne County tax increase since this. Another yes. They're going to try and get it right this time, I guess. Well, the school tax going up in many Luzerne County districts. So, all right. Well, you heard it. There's a tornado warning now for Bradford County. Tornado warning is an upgrade from a watch. Warning means they either have a spotter that has seen a tornado or their radar has picked up the circulation. Um, of a tornado. So one of the other two, they upgraded to a warning. So Bradford County, it's hunted our way. Um, so we'll have to uh, to keep monitoring that. And like Jake just said, that probably is going to be the, the first couple of many during the show. Because I said, these storms are bad. They are giving very stern warnings as far as the downpours, as far as the flooding, local flooding, as far as the tornado warnings and watches and the uh, hail. So just be careful if you're traveling outside and try to keep your travel minimum if you can this evening, starting, you know, in the next half hour, 15, 20 minutes um, until later this evening. Last I heard, it was 9 o'clock. Uh, they were in effect till. 
Now, I'm not sure how I feel, and I want to reach out to you guys, how you guys feel about this story, about the prosecutors who want $118,000 seized in a traffic stop without an arrest. The state attorney general's office wants a Lackawanna County judge to give it ownership of nearly 118000 taken from a traffic stop nearly three years ago. Now, law enforcement can legally take property it seizes by claiming it is connected to illegal activity without having to charge anyone with a crime. I'm on the fence here because I, I, I've seen this abused in circumstances. Now, what happened here, a state trooper pulled over a rented Nissan Pathfinder with California plates in 2021 on Interstate 380 in Roaring Brook Township. The driver of the car, Osama Fahd Ali Isa of Staten Island, New York, told troopers he'd been visiting his aunt in Syracuse, New York, but gave inconsistent dates of his travel. Isa was the was not authorized driver on the vehicle's rental agreement, according to the petition. The state police impounded the Nissan Pathfinder. That was when troopers found the $118,000 in cash wrapped in black plastic bags and stowed in the cargo area. A device designed to check for trace amounts of illegal drugs revealed the cash has been in close proximity with cocaine, which means cocaine residue was found on the... Uh, on the money. <clears throat> Excuse me. However, court paperwork found that troopers found no cocaine and search of the administrative office in Pennsylvania courts records indicate no criminal charges have been filed. Isa, the driver of the car, denied the cash was his and claimed he didn't know who it belonged to. So if no one comes forward in the next couple of weeks, ownership will pass to the government. Um, now, in this case, where... No owner has come forward for the money. I lean more towards, okay, you know, let the the asset forfeiture go because that's what this is called. But if there's no crime committed, you have to you have to weigh uh, what you're taking from people if they're not charged with a crime. Now here he's saying it's not his and no one's claimed it. So it's uh, lost property, found property. Four o'clock here on the Rob O'Donnell Show. We'll be back after these messages.